Jerusalem's Zion's king will restore the land, the clouds will part, and our king will descend, the fire in his eyes, seven stars, his right hand. So thankful to be with you for this episode of the program, Watch Therefore. Did you know the rapture? When our Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus, comes for His people in the clouds to take us back to that place He promised that He's been preparing for us, that certainly was unpacked and the mystery made clear through the Lord's man, the Apostle Paul, in the New Covenant Scriptures. Did you know the rapture is peppered throughout the entire Bible? Oh, hallelujah. Today, I'll be combining two teachings, touching chapter 4 from my book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture, and the last from my series, Profiles from Isaiah. Isaiah is the God of creation's man, representing and revealing this Holy One of Israel, Messiah Yeshua, to the nations of the world. Let's begin as is appropriate, with a word of prayer. O Holy Father in heaven, in the name of our Holy Savior Jesus, and we pray by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit of the living God, we pray and ask that this program, this time, that you would set it aside as holy and tremendously bless every viewer today. Thank you, Holy Father, and Messiah Yeshua, our great Lord Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And so I'm going to start off by reading a little bit from chapter 4 of my book. And this chapter is about the rapture in the Old Testament. As I read through the entire Bible frequently, I regularly see Old Testament passages about the rapture. Two examples can be found in Isaiah and Zephaniah. They both cross-reference very nicely with each other and with the New covenant scriptures and scenarios. Come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. This passage will become even more relevant when we Mention it again in a later chapter, confirming its relationship to the pre-trib rapture. But for now, we can see that the Lord will be coming out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity, the most God-offending sins. Yet, as always, before doing so, he calls his people to their chambers to be protected from this global punishment. Here's a hint for later. The Hebrew root word in Isaiah 26 for chambers is used in at least two other places, with each pertaining to a bridal chamber. This is exactly what our Lord Jesus will do. He will pour out his fiery wrath upon the earth. Yet beforehand, our Savior will save us from the wrath of the tribulation. He will first call us to our chambers in heaven. Now read and hear these powerful proclamations from the prophet 
Zephaniah, gather yourselves together. Yes, gather together, O undesirable nation, before the decree is issued or the day passes like chaff, before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you. Seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, who have upheld his justice. Seek righteousness. Seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Once again, the Lord is warning about his fierce anger and wrath associated with the day of the Lord. Yet Zephaniah writes of a hidden place from the Lord's anger for the meek of the earth. This reminds me of Noah, Lot, and those of Isaiah 26, 20, and 21. All these Old Testament scriptures and scenarios point to a pre-trib rapture that will take place for those born again in Messiah Jesus any moment. They also remind me of the words of our Savior Jesus. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Actually, these are some of the examples of the Old Testament scenarios and passages pertaining to the rapture. The doctrine of a pre-trib rapture is peppered throughout the Bible because the rapture is so important to the Lord and His prophetic plans. And since it has such biblical significance, shouldn't we retrain our eyes and understanding to see the rapture throughout its many pages as we read the Bible? Yes, so we see here in our profiles from Isaiah and from my book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture, and throughout the Holy Book, we see the rapture is peppered throughout the Bible. Well, after the rapture, while we're receiving crowns of glory in heaven and the tribulation is taking place here on the earth, after that time, we will return with our Savior to the earth as he returns to Jerusalem to sit on the throne of David. We'll be we'll, we will be in glorified bodies and we'll take up our positions in the earth during his messianic reign. So here's a question, you ready? Is that real to you? Is that real to you? That's becoming more real to me. The reality of our returning with the Lord in glorified bodies to take up our positions and preparing for that day. Oh, hallelujah. Well, Isaiah has much to say about that time. And in Revelation 20, we see the thousand-year reign of Messiah, of Christ, mentioned six times. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, and had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads, or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. And of course, Israel is at the center of, the, of Bible prophecy and things going on at that time. Why? Because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords will be sitting on the throne of David in the capital of Israel, Jerusalem, which will be, which will be the capital of the earth. And when we come back, we'll see our Savior sitting on his throne. In the what? Profiles from Isaiah. Folks, this 
It is the most exciting time to live. And we need to be looking for that blessed hope for the rapture. I was speaking to a dear friend in Israel today, and I, he said to me, if anyone asks me what my ministry is, he said, mine is an airport ministry. I'm at the airport ready to fly. Oh, hallelujah. Watch therefore and be ready. I want to take a moment to say thank you to those who prayerfully and financially partner with Watch Therefore Ministries. Without you, we could not do this exciting and effective and timely kingdom work. The Lord certainly has raised you up for such a time as this. And again, thank you. In Matthew 24, our great Savior Jesus speaks of a faithful, wise, and blessed servant who's watching for the master to come and doing what the master commanded. My aim for this television ministry and all of our ministries is to make faithful servant disciples of Messiah Jesus who will hear him say to them, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And one of the ways we walk that out is through Romans 1:16, taking the gospel and discipleship to the Jew first and then to the nations. To the Jew first, with our ministry Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner John McTurnan and myself. We're working through our Israeli believing partners who are getting out the gospel, making disciples of Messiah Yeshua, planting believing congregations, helping to save babies from abortion, and also helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua, and much more. And then to the nations through our ministry Poured Out for the Nations, where we're serving in African countries. I personally have served in 10 African countries and in India through one of our believing partners and also in America and through this Watch Therefore telecast all over the world. 200 countries, 200 million homes. And one of the ways you can keep up with what's going on in this ministry is through our monthly Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's newsletters. I write about things that will help us to watch therefore and be ready, and also news and updates about what's going on here in Israel through our partners and in the nations. Oh, it's an exciting way also to keep up with what you can be praying for, for our prayer partners and what you're giving into for those who sow financially into this ministry. And I wanna talk about that for a moment. And as I talk about financial giving, first I wanna say, as always, if you haven't yet believed in our great savior, Jesus, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's simply our desire that you would be our guest watching the program today and that you would receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And for those who would like to lay up their treasures in heaven, who understand principles of giving and sowing into the kingdom of God, if this is a place the Lord's called you to do so, there's three primary platforms through which you can give. Our Watch Therefore television ministry, blessing Israeli believers, and poured out for the nations. And you can do so through our website, watchtherefore.tv, and also through the post, through snail mail, at our P.O. box by check. And what a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven. Having said all these things, remember today more than ever, watch therefore and be ready. Our King and Savior Jesus is coming for us any moment. The rapture is the next big event on the Lord's prophetic calendar. It will be the greatest thing that could ever take place 
in the life of a disciple of Messiah Jesus. Despite this clear event in scripture, there exists much confusion and heated debate around the rapture. These questions and more are answered in my new book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture. What is it? Is it in the Bible? Why is there so much confusion about this topic? Why do fewer church leaders teach about the rapture today? Why has it become increasingly unpopular? Since there are different views and positions, can we know the truth about the rapture? Why is the rapture important to the Lord's disciples? The events found in the gospel truth about the rapture are leaping off its pages. Like never before, these scriptural truths pertain directly to the disciples of the Lord in this generation. If you would like your life to become dramatically more dynamic and hopeful, read and implement the gospel truth about the rapture. And with a tax-deductible gift of any amount to say thank you, we will send a copy of my new book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture. Be sure to write Rapture Book in the check memo section or online giving notes. And be sure to watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. If you are a church or messianic congregational leader and would like to invite Dove for a speaking engagement, you can email doveforisrael at gmail.com or call 713-624-0943. And remember, watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to this episode of the program, Watch Therefore. And during the break time, you know, when I record this program, we take a break. And during that time, I got a special call from a bishop in India. And he prayed heaven down into our recording area. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so well, I'm even more energized by the goodness and the glory of our Savior, Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus. Well, we're looking at our Savior's 1,000-year reign that begins upon His return to Jerusalem. And after that 1,000 years, the new Jerusalem comes down. We see that and some explanation of that that actually ends the whole book, which is at the end of the book of Revelation. Yet about 2,700 years ago, Isaiah heard from this Holy One of Israel who gave him great understanding and revelation through the Holy Spirit about that thousand-year reign, which is very, coming very soon upon the earth. And you hear terms like the day of the Lord, in that day, as you read through the scriptures. In that day, the day of the Lord speaks of many different things. It speaks of the rapture, the wrath of the Lamb Jesus being poured out in the earth, the tribulation, the tribulation period, that seven-year tribulation, and also the day of the Lord sitting upon his throne in Jerusalem. And in my book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture, I explain these different aspects of the day of the Lord, citing specific scriptures. It's very helpful to understand these prophetic scenarios, especially now. And it will protect you from the false teachings that are swirling all around us today. That day is spoken of over 50 times in Isaiah alone. And here's just a handful of them. The lofty looks of man shall be humbled. The haughtiness of men shall be bowed down. And the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. 
In that day, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and appealing for those of Israel who have escaped. And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people, for the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. That's none other than Adonai Yeshua our Lord Jesus. And it will be said in that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is Adonai. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his Yeshua, his salvation. I like to say it this way also. When King Jesus returns to the earth, he's going to do some major landscaping, right? Changing the environment of the earth as we know it. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says Adonai, says the Lord. There will still be death on the earth for sinners who reject King Messiah Jesus. And you might say, well, how is that? Because we return from heaven in glorified bodies that cannot die. And I write about this uh, in my, one of my other books, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. The newly saved Israel and the sheep of the sheep and the goats judgment of Matthew 25 will go into the thousand-year reign of Christ in human bodies that still have sin in them. Satan will be bound and he will be unable to energize sin and, and bring full-blown iniquity all over the earth. He'll be unable to do that. People will not die of old age, but of rejection of Messiah Jesus. Righteous Israelis and Gentiles, they'll give birth to sinners who will have up until the age of 100 to believe in Messiah Jesus. Upon rejecting him, by that time, they will die. And can you imagine that uh, it, people will be walking by sight, not by faith. They'll be, King Jesus will be visibly sitting on the throne of David in Jerusalem. But there will be such wickedness in the hearts of man like there is today that will still reject him. No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days, for the child shall die 100 years old. But the sinner, being 100 years old, shall be accursed. That day will begin with our Savior Jesus returning to the earth to end all the wars predicted in the Bible. Finally, of course, the battle of Armageddon. He shall judge between the nations and re rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. All this from profiles in the book of Isaiah. Remember, the first birth pang our Savior speaks about, for example, in Matthew 24, Mark 13. Uh, and, and you see these things in, in Luke 21 also and other places. The first birth pang is that nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, uh, global ethnic violence. And this is going to culminate with these soon coming biblical wars, the Psalm 83 war, the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war, Daniel's war between the north and the south, 
and uh, as I mentioned a moment ago, the, the battle of Armageddon. And, and of course, when our Savior returns, isn't this crazy? Think about this. The nations will hate God so much, they will turn their weapons on our returning King Jesus. That is the ultimate expression of God-hating and absolute insanity, right? Uh, Because then, not only will he defeat those armies, he will also toss the Antichrist and false prophet of the tribulation into the lake of fire and then judge all those many will be killed, of course, and ultimately go to the lake of fire forever. Here are some powerful passages. Please stay with me. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then down to verse 19 of Revelation 19. And I saw the beasts, kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And these are scenarios that wind up the great tribulation or wind down the great tribulation, you might say, where King Jesus is returning. We're returning with him from heaven in glorified bodies. And and the, the nations of the world, as I mentioned a moment ago, turn their weapons upon him. And and these are scenarios that wind up wind down the tribulation and begin this messianic reign of Messiah Yeshua. Hallelujah. Now here's a good place to end the, the profiles from Isaiah teaching, considering the rapture and its nearness and the great compassion and love the Lord has for you watching today. He loves you and he, he wants you to be ready. He wants you to be at the airport, at the, being at the airport ministry, getting ready to take off, to, to go up in the rapture. And this is what he wants to do in your heart, in your mind, in your life right now. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news, to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And you see here that this is the consolation, the the compassion, the great love, and, and the restoration and salvation the Lord has for Israel to Zion. Yet that that great compassion and love and the gospel didn't stay restricted with the boundaries or in the boundaries of Israel. No, 
He's the Savior of the world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, Messiah Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. That whoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, this that you just saw in Isaiah 61 is the ministry of Messiah Yeshua. It's Him Isaiah was speaking of in Isaiah 61. And look at His ministry and look as He quotes these things in Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And that acceptable year of the Lord is none other than the day of the Lord. It's the year of jubilee where debts are released, where everything is made right. And that's He wants to bring a measure of that to you today. Today is the day of salvation, but these things will be fully realized and accomplished at the rapture when we're brought up to be with the Lord and then when we return to set up his kingdom on the earth. Are you ready? And when it says he came to preach the gospel to the poor, he means the poor in in spirit, those who, who recognize I'm bankrupt morally and in every other way without the God who created me. Oh, Jesus, Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you were buried on the third day you rose again. I want to turn away from my sins and and receive the free gift you offer me, your great love wrapped up in the box of salvation. (laughs) It's a gift to you, and he's offering it to you right now if you've never been saved. Oh, you may have a Bible, you may go to church, you may be religious, but you've never been saved. God has not changed your heart and given you his life within you that's working out. Religion is on the outside trying to work its way in. No, but the life of Messiah Jesus changes our heart and works from the inside out. Hallelujah. Yes, give your life to him today. Call upon his name. Ask him to change your heart and give you a new life. Believe in Messiah Jesus today, that he died for your sins and rose again. Oh, Jesus, Lord, save me and forgive me. If you're doing that and you're truly repenting, changing your mind about about your sins and your life and wanting to to be a, a disciple of Messiah Jesus beginning today, there's information at the bottom of your screen contact us. We want to send you some free literature to help help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. He wants to forgive you for every sin. He wants to give you a new life. Oh, ask him to do that in your heart, mind, and life today. Dear one, you've already been saved. You're already born again, but you know you need to get right with the Lord in some area of your heart, mind, and life. Do it now. Do it now. Get to the airport and get ready to fly. Be ready for the rapture that could happen any moment. And between now and when it does, serve the Lord. That when you stand before him, you'll hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, more than ever today. Watch therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. 
Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again Our conquering king on that day His sword will go forth To take back and re